talk about your life. <laughs> Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Men and Women Talk to Mars Venus Show. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here. This is episode number 156. I am joined by my wonderful, beautiful, talented co-host, the one and only Shannon. How are you doing, Shannon? Hello, hello, hello. I am good. Glad to see you all the way from Key West, Florida. Yes. And and shout out to all the mothers out there. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Uh, I see a couple of mothers in our chat room. L.A., Maya, Hello. Stephanie. Um, if I forgot any mothers, Kedra is out there. Uh, if Sasha. I forgot, uh, Sasha, if I forgot any mothers, please forgive me. Uh, you know, you only get one. And uh, I, you know, I'm so blessed to have my mother still. And I love her dearly. And um, so we had a, a, a nice day yesterday. So shout out to all the mothers. And even there. those that are um, not just celebrating Mother's Day, there are those that aren't celebrating for many reasons. Those who have miscarried, um, who are dealing with abortions, who have lost their own mothers, um, who are estranged from their mothers, who are estranged from their children. Um, and even just the roller coaster of emotions that we've been on between the loss of Andre Harrell and Betty Wright and Little Richie and who died today. Um, you know, I posted on my Facebook that I mean, that's some true stuff that they die in threes. It ain't, it's more than three. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> three that I can think of right now. Um, the guy from Seinfeld died. Yeah, but they not no. That's a whole other grouping. He yeah, ain't a. Uh, he Jerry Stiller is a. Uh, I don't count him. No, but what I'm saying is we can't catch a break in 2020, and yeah. not to mention then you have um, Ahmad Arbery, Sean Reed, Brianna Taylor, and there's not threes because I think yesterday's count I was up to six, but those mm-hmm. are the ones that come to my remembrance at this moment. We hold space and room for all of those people as well because we can't catch a break. And the countless lives that were lost due to this pandemic of COVID-19, we just, there's some heavy hitters right these days. And yes, thank you, Steph. Um, And I don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, I saw that article circulating for about a week now. Wow. Or a couple of days. It's, It's very, very sad. Very, very much so sad. And, you know, uh, a lot of us, you know, we've lost people in our families. And uh, it's just been... It's, 2020 sucks, man. Uh, 2020, I'm, um, you know, hopefully 2021 will be way better. And we still got, what, six, uh, seven months left of this year? How about, how about six of those months of hurricane season? How about that? Wow, man. Yeah. Not 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 cool um it's uh here the weather's been beautiful um you know it's very nice this friday there's supposed to be phase two so more things will become available and stuff like that uh i'll be trying to get my hair cut again uh so uh it makes me appreciate my uh my, my people even much more so but you've kept yourself together pretty nicely uh during all of this. So you do your own um, grooming and all of that stuff? 
Hindi. Ano mga dog? No, no, I didn't say that. You do your own, uh, be- no, you, you, you're your own beautician. My I bad. go to Banfield Hospital every four weeks to get my... You get your nails clipped oh, and... Uh, that's why you no, got such a shiny coat. Look, I'm not doing this with you. I do do my own grooming. Thank you very much. Personal hygiene is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but it don't require much. And a head wrap will work a wonder. Mm-hmm. And everything can be cured with a nice, colorful outfit and colorful earrings. Mm-hmm. Ribbit A. Mm. So. No, you, you just look the same, as always. Uh, I mean, I'll, you know, at that same level. Of uh, you don't look shabby right now during all of this. You don't look, you don't look like there's a pandemic. Whereas some of us, some of us look like still be in this piece. Some of us look like we're on that island that um, Tom Hanks was on in that movie. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so uh, hard out there for the put together person. Telling you, yeah. But I also work every day, so I don't really have no choice but to look like I got something put together. Yeah. So kudos to you. For keeping it classy. Uh, <laughs> all right. So today's topic is when should you bail out of a relationship? And a lot of us have had to think about this um, in our own lives where we felt like, uh, wait, some people have skipped getting properly dressed all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've had to think about this, you know, we're in a relationship we are starting to feel like we're not getting out of it what we want. Right. So you're thinking like, okay, there's a, there's a point where you go, if I add work to this, will I get to a place where I'm happy or should I just cut my losses and get the hell up out of there? Mm. Now I'll be honest with you. When I was much younger, I had a, you know, I would pull the uh, eject button pretty fast yeah like i was pretty good for that is just hitting that eject button getting the hell up out of there um and then you know probably uh, faster than i should have you know whatever right some of us do that and then there's other times where i um i I hung in there way too long Mm -hmm. you know and the crazy thing is it's like putting uh good money with bad, you know, it's like, you know, it's just like, all right, I'm gonna just hang in there. Hopefully it's going to work out. You know, I've made, okay. I'm gonna tell you one of the worst mistakes I've made in a relationship what is that? was hoping that a trip with that significant person could help the situation. Okay. Yeah. Did you pay for this trip? Oh Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, people. Wasted your time, wasted your expectations. It would have been a lot better if I just took that money and threw it in the furnace. (laughs) Oh my god, that is! I don't even know. Like, I'm a smart guy. I don't even know why I thought that was a good idea. That sounds like a good idea to a dummy. Because you were thinking with some parts that you shouldn't have been thinking with. Man, I don't know, man. We went on this trip. And it was a long trip. It wasn't a short trip. Oh, yeah, I won't even say how long it was because it's kind of embarrassing to even say it right now. (laughs) And it was, let's just say it was multiple weeks. And it was multiple weeks of torture. 
it was it started out like the first day was good the first day was cool right and i was like okay this was a good idea and then it was like day two was like oh my god i gotta spend the rest and then you know it, it was almost where i almost left my own trip <laughs> i almost said fuck it right and we stayed together the excruciating time during this trip and it was uh, not a good idea so um, and then we broke up right after the trip really it was kind of during the trip but officially afterwards shows you how dumb I was we gave it one more shot Smart, right? No, not really. No, it wasn't. Uh, but there was a short-lived shot, and that was it. That was one hundred percent it. So it, you know, okay. So I've experienced this, where I felt like it should be over, right? And it's almost like you're just like a wounded animal that needs to be put down. That's how the relationship feels. You just feel like one of us should just do it. You know, should just take the cyanide capsule and just kill it, right? <laughs> but it's almost like one is waiting. Hey, what's up, Mary? It's almost like one of us is waiting to do it, right? Right. So I had this one situation where it's not going well. You know, the relationship is bad. And so I finally say, you know what? I'm going to be the, you know, I'm the man. I'm about to, I'm going to do the right thing. So I just said, you know, let's call it quits, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, very calmly. Did the whole, you know, when it's serious, when you grab the person by their two hands and you look them in the eye, you know? You know, I did one of those, right? Oh, so you was at church. Look at your neighbor in the corner of the eyeball. <laughs> and then she cried. She's like, you want to break up? And I'm like, don't you? <laughs> like, this is terrible. <laughs> She was like mad. She's like, you want to break up? I'm like, yes. I'm like, you know, it felt mutual. Apparently it was. So I guess, you know, I, we didn't stay together. So, I wouldn't stay together either. No, but I was shocked. I thought she was going to be like, yeah, you're right. You know, I wouldn't. I I did not expect. I did not expect uh, tears and sadness. You know, but you know, it just shows how special of a guy I am. But um, that's not the point, right? So, what's the point? Okay, it was the point, but you know, <laughs> it was the point. All right. I was I'm spe- I'm special, okay? I just wanted to point it out to the audience. I mean, get to the point already, bruh. I did. That was the point. I just wanted to reiterate to to my our adoring audience that how special I am. But okay, so can we have this real honest frank conversation about throwing in the towel? What if you throw it in? Cuz Stephanie said before we even started recording, strike mm-hmm. one. Mhm. Um I, I think, and someone else had posted this on Facebook today, and it was like, 
something about relationships and why is it that relationships aren't lasting. Right. And so I said, you know, that's a bit and piece of what we're going to be talking about on our podcast tonight. I said, but my Cliff Notes version is the obvious answers. We are a very fast food environment and not a crock pot mentality. And we want to um, meeting, getting to know someone has been put on the bench. And what's more important is getting in someone's bed. Um, and then those misplaced expectations get you every single time. And then, of course, the representative syndrome. People showing up being something that they're not, expecting you to fall in love, and you fall in love, and then they show you their real self, and you're like, oh, I don't like your real self. You real self, ugly. And we can't be together. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a catastrophe. Okay, let me say that. I love the representative uh, syndrome. What's up, Kiana? Um, Thank you. I love that, right? I'm going to say something that, wait, if they get one strike, they will get three. So just cut them off at the gate. Stephanie. That's what I'm talking about. Jeez, Stephanie. Then they can't work. Okay. Imposter syndrome or, I'm sorry, representative syndrome when you meet their representative. Do we really give give a place to where um, people can be themselves. Oh, absolutely. Now, I can't speak for everybody else. Like, do you, do some people kind of put out a situation where you're going to lead somebody? I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying, um, I'm just saying, like, some people kind of invite by the way that they are people to play games and to be that way. Not to say that those people are right, but I'm just saying, like, do we have our own, like, I feel like sometimes you got to create a culture for people to to feel comfortable to be themselves or to do what they're supposed to do or whatever. Not saying it's right or whatever like that. Uh, it's up to each person to operate with their own integrity, no games. Yeah. But do we create a culture of allowing people to be themselves? Okay, so short answer is yes and no. Breakdown of that short answer. I think no. I'll start with no because no is probably the easier answer. Mm-hmm. No, because we live in a culture where people are pretentious and surface and shallow um, and worldly. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what your strokes are. However, comma. Um, there are people who want to be their authentic self and whole healthy relationships who give people space to be themselves as well and they are dealing with people who are still stuck in shallow pretentious and surface level thinking because that's what they've been conditioned to do in other relationships situationships or whatever you call them and so yes and no um, because I think that sometimes broken people and whole people hook up uh, and for many different reasons they don't work out because they're on two different playing fields um, but somebody had posted you could be a part of the same organization go to the same church da 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 this da 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 that 
and still be unequally yoked for the purpose that God has for your life with another person not fitting that so I mean sometimes what we attract and what we're attracted to is not what our purpose requires I don't know it's like if you keep attracting low lives right is there maybe some sort of low life stench or pheromones you're giving off <laughs> I mean that's something to think about right I you know I don't want to offend anybody but you know um but maybe that could be it or what is it that attracts low lives to you I'm talking not you I'm just talking about people in general I don't know I was like I, that was me clutching my oh okay okay um, I'm like y'all need to watch out for the low lives I think oh. we have to consider several things. Mm-hmm. Light doesn't just attract light. Light also attracts darkness. And so why I said what I said earlier about what you're attracted to and what you attract, you have to consider those things. Yes, you may be the common denominator, but your attraction might be something you need to take into consideration or what you attract. And so you have to consider those things. You have to break that down. I don't think that a person is always at fault for who they attract. But I think if you've done the work, the healing work, the light work, the process of elimination from yourself, um, you can eliminate engagement. Mm -hmm. Because you can't be at fault for who is attracted to you or who chooses to approach you. But you are responsible for what you entertain. Right. And what you allow to be an engagement factor. Right. So we we sometimes give way too much energy to things and people and places that have expired in our lives. Right. Or don't have any money to put in the meter to begin with. True. You got to pay to park here, bruh. You got to pay to park here, sis. <laughs> okay, so I want to, I want to once again go back to that um, that uh, uh, representative syndrome you were talking about when it comes to okay. So you date somebody because you believe they're something else. Then after you start dating them, you realize because you can only pretend, for, but for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Once you start dating them, you realize they're not what their their ad said they okay. were, right? Okay. So then now you have to decide. Do you feel like you've been hoodwinked, led astray, run amok, or, you know, or should you, you kind of like what you see, even though it started out, you know, suspect, you know? Um, so then you got to decide, like, should I, is that enough for me to go, okay, let me throw the baby out with the bathwater? If a man lies about having a car lie by omission is that a strike uh and he's over 40. okay so i was just at work talking about deception by omission not only is it a lie it's a thinking error shout out to my work as a juvenile detention officer deception by omission is a thinking error and so what causes you to think that this behavior is okay and if you feel comfortable to deceive me in this manner what else would you deceive me about so 
confront the issue if you think he has some credibility to himself, which that's real rich being being that he's deceptive. But I might have to go and give him a straight for that because we too old to be playing this game, lying about having a car. Like, but she said it's a lie by omission. That's different. By omission is still a lie. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be like. I'm supposed no, to be like, hello, no, Stephanie, I'm Joe, and I have no car. Okay, well, you also not supposed to be going around talking about, hey, by the way, I'm a murderer. Now, I'm, oh, yeah, I just stockpile bodies for a living, and I'm not a mortician. Like, I'm going to need you to tell me things like this, and then give me permission. I may want to be with a murderer. Wait a minute. I may have some deviance. I may want to, maybe I got an additional car that I could sell you, because you just didn't know chips. I don't know your story, your struggle. If you not in New York catching a subway to bust a train, a plane, or whatever, and you living in L.A., which you already said that struggle, you need to have a car. Yes, I just gave a one-syllable word, three. You tripping. So your 40-year-old behind, trying to be a rapper. He was sexually fluid, yeah. Need to not be so deceptive. And that's on both sides of the coin. Men and women who use deception as a way to engage people for relationships ought not be in relationships. But uh, okay. My, my thing is like this. So, all right. So a guy goes on a date with Stephanie. He's supposed to be like on the first date. He's supposed to be like, I just want you to know, I, I have no car. Uh, I have four kids. I have, you know, um, from a previous situation. I mean, like, what are you supposed to say? Like, at what point do you, be look at things from a, a point a perspective of if I came with all if you had it all like a running um what are those uh billboard if you had a running billboard on your forehead in front of every person that you were meeting with the expectation would you be okay with what was presented? That's the same thing in conversation. If I know that these are your deal breakers, I'm not going to try to deceive you and get you to fall in love with me. And then two years later, you find out, you know, I got a car, but um, I'm actually a driver for somebody. It ain't really mine. I drop it off every night when I drop them off at work and I Uber home. Like, don't don't be that person. Don't get yourself in such a bind or a investigation discovery that we looking you up and checking you out and following you home because things just aren't adding up because you can only keep up that facade for so long the true you is eventually going to spill out because that's just right rule and rhythm out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so who you are is going to come out that outpouring is just going to bubble over at some point or things are just going to start or stop making sense Please tell me you don't have a car. That may not be my deal breaker. But if you are willingly deceiving me of that information, why? I mean, I, I don't know why you had to open with I, I. My name is Kente. I have no car. I didn't say open with it. But in conversation, at some point, not after we didn't got to, oh, yes, will you marry me? But at some point, you do need to say... I don't have a car. You know, I live with my mother. I don't have a job. Like, you don't have to lead with that. But there is an expectation of bringing something other than yourself, your vagina, or your penis 
to the table. And that's just reality. Do I, I have a car? I, I just car. bought a brand new car. <laughs> like, you I posted it on Facebook. You may say I don't have a car, but I do own a scooter or I bike or I, whatever the case may be. But at least be honest about that. Because the only one carrying shame in that moment is you. But if I didn't have a car? Maybe you're deceiving me by not telling me. If there I didn't. I'm ashamed of that if you don't want to tell me that you don't have a car. If I didn't have a car, um, I mean, me personally, I, I, I would be like, I ain't got a car. But, you know. I don't know if I'd leave with it, though. Personally, but people do that. That's just like I was um, in a group and someone had posted, not her story, someone else's. Um, Somebody was talking to this guy and, you know, their text conversation was seemingly good. She got a call from a private number and it was somebody from BTV doing a segment on finding love after lockup. Mm. She did not know this guy was texting her from prison. Yeah, <laughs> that's an omission. I mean, you should lead with, um, by the way, baby, I'm in jail. <laughs> that is, that's something you should start after, off with. But after she engaged a person and the person got uncomfortable and was like, okay, well, let me reach back out to him. He texted her and said, baby, can we talk? You a day late and a dollar short on telling me that you've been locked up, bruh. And we doing all this conversation like this is not about to happen. The person has got to stop. You need to be honest and authentic about who you are. And I know sometimes we're judgmental. Hell yeah, and y'all some judgmental. I know sometimes we are condescending, but at the end of the day, and this is just me again. We speaking on personal levels, not general, not for everyone else. I do not represent the um, Oompa Loompa Coalition, but for myself. If you tell me who you are, you give me permission to choose if I want to accept that or not. Mm-hmm. But I, when you take away my right to choose you by being deceptive, oh, you're dead. Okay, for, let me first clarify. I am not raving the banner for lying to people. Okay, so I don't want that to come off like I'm saying to lie. I'm just saying what is the omission? Like, Let's describe what omission is. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Brother Andrew Crawley. Uh, we got to have him back on the show, uh, by the way. He'd be okay. hitting that, that hot fire. Actually, you know what? If you're down, come, if you can come next uh, Monday, uh, we'll come up with a, a great topic. I'd love to have you back on. Um, but anyway, um, um, okay, so I get it. Okay, certain things like if I, you know, if you're, if let's say you got HIV or COVID-19, you want to say that pretty early yeah. <laughs> in the situation. Uh, yeah. If you weren't born a man or a woman, you should definitely let somebody know, you know, early on in the situation so that they won't. So I, that, I agree. I, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, but don't you, don't, I think at some point you've engaged them at least to some some degree, like over the phone, via the face. And of course, if it's something simple like, oh, I just met you at the grocery store, I asked to exchange numbers, and by the way, can I take you out for coffee? And then we haven't even had a conversation. And so we're just getting those conversations in over our lattes or whatever we have in. That's different. 
But if I'm engaging you over the phone and we're having these conversations and kiki, ha, 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 whatever, until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and we haven't covered these bases, you got four kids and three baby mamas stashed in Shopco somewhere or the Kmart Blue Special, and you ain't told me? But then you want to go out on a date and spend forever with me? Nah, bro, that's not going to work. Well. I'm single. Hello. And thank you. Give no, I, I, I look, I agree with you, but okay. So those are red flags and you know, red flags. Hi, Ryan. Once you start, what's up, Ryan? Once you start seeing red flags, I would suggest you do bail out of a situation, you know? So let's talk about reasons why people would bail out. We, we talked about omission, you know, omitting certain things. And to be honest with you, I'm not cool with it either. Right. Um, somebody's sexuality. Who child? Like on Love Is Blind, and I think LA is the one that mentioned that. Like, there's nothing wrong with your sexuality being fluid. You being bisexual, you being trisexual, you being asexual, you being homosexual, being bi, whatever. All the sexuals. You could be whatever you want to be. I mean, you want to be a pretzel, be a pretzel. Bend it like it. But. Again, it's about giving someone permission, giving someone consent, giving someone a room, space, and time to say, I'm with that. I can dig it. Not, oh, I didn't dig the hell up out of you. And now that I know that you like both of us. Do you got to confess all your sins? It's not a confession, and it don't look at it as a sin. See, that's the problem. That's why I said the shame wasn't on the person who was deceptive, that was that got the deception. The shame is on the person who deceived. He has shame that he needed to unpack. The point I'm making is, is there are people that are with that, but you've got to be open and upfront and be vulnerable. It's a risk. Like if a me, if a dude if a dude is forty five. If a dude is 45, right, and we'll say 25 years ago, so he would have been what? No, that's too young. 20 years ago, he would have been what, 25? Yep, 25. 25, he had one drunk encounter with a dude, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, didn't like it, whatever. Do you want to hear about that? If he's dating you now? So a drunken encounter. Right. Um. Oh, this was on uh, Insecure? Oh, hilarious. I've never watched this show. I want to... For and shout out to all the people who are serious about dating with intentionality. Mm-hmm. For all the people who are purpose minded, for all the people who are goal minded, longevity minded, ministry minded, marriage minded, whatever the mind it is. For all those that just want some bed and head, I support you too. But that ain't what this is. So if I am trying to get with somebody because I want the long term effect and I want to spend my life with this person, there are some things we are going to have to unpack. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not. We're not meant to be comfortable in this moment. We're meant to be transparent and honest and vulnerable because the reality is, is if you can't accept me when the shit hits the fan, 
you don't deserve to have me when it's the test kit to the top. So you have to be able to say, <laughs> this is who I am, cut me open, let me see what you got on the inside, because this junk really matters to me, because I'm loving you, because you got to love all the stuff that come with me, the scars and the stars, the flaws and the gnaws. And if you don't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's called acceptance for me. And if you don't accept it, then we don't have to be together. So, but I'm, I'm like this, should a guy... We'll say guys because generally women don't have that issue generally. Not saying it don't because I already know there's going to be, they're going to be the police in the audience. They're going to say no women too. But if a guy 20 years ago messed with a ding dong and he's ashamed of it or whatever, he doesn't want to talk about it or whatever. Huh? All right, that's what's up. Um, so, uh, you know, 20 years ago, you know, he wants to just put it past him. Is he, is that a lie of omission? If he doesn't share this information? Yeah, he did it. It was one night. Um, he regrets it. He don't even want to talk about it. It's something that he's just put out of his head. For me, everything is about motive and pure of heart. Mm-hmm. So... I understand that it's uncomfortable for you, but what's going to be uncomfortable for me is when it comes back around. Because what's done in the dark usually comes to the light in your good relationship if you're trying to hide some stuff. But it may not be hide. It may be, I did it that one time. and That's going back to even the conversation about, okay, so I only killed somebody once. Depending on the consequences of that one time. No, I mean, it, it happened and he moved on. But why wouldn't you want to share that with somebody that you're about to spend your forever with? Do you are you going to share every uh, sexual encounter you have? I mean, if he asks, he can find out. Because what I'm not going to do is allow somebody else to come into my relationship at a picnic, a barbecue, a graduation, the Macy's Day Parade, and be like, "Oh, and by the way, I hit that." And sh- and my man is going to be like, "Yeah, I know," and you ain't got much to be hitting. So, I ain't telling nobody I, nothing. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. No, I mean, look, I, I'm with it. I'm not against a woman feeling some kind of way about that. But I, somebody got to play the devil's advocate. So, um, but I, I, but I don't know. Like, I don't know, man, when it comes to the mission. I guess if, if she asks you directly, have you ever bit a pillow? Yeah, that's, and that's what's if you ever If you ever bit a pillow... You know, and he says nah, and then you find out it's not true. Then yeah, yeah, then yeah, I agree. But you know, I don't know, man. Um, If it was one drunken night, but honestly, I don't believe that whole. I've been drunk before. I never mess with the salami. So, (laughs) like, so I think you wanted that. Like, like it wasn't the alcohol. That was your, you know you'd be surprised at what people do and that ain't my business to judge but if you are with me and you don't give me the right to choose mm-hmm. problem okay so that that's one reason why somebody's sexual pass um and it could be a sexual pass like uh another sexual pass could be that you would if, if he has the rona hilarious um, if, if the person was prolific in their past sex life, mm. 
that could be something where you may not want to be with that person. Yeah. So I feel like women. Oh, it's funny. Steph says is about to say something different than what I'm going to say. Men tend to like less um, experience more and women tend to be to like their men to be more experienced. Tend, tend, not a hundred percent before I get these police try to jump on me. Right. Ain't nobody talking to you, bro. Get your point across though. So, but okay. So sometimes that could mess up a relationship when you find out how prolific your partner has been in their past sexually. Right. I remember we did a show once where I asked everybody what their their um, whole year was, their biggest whole year. You know, uh, I I huh? He was about to get cut. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny how at first people played dumb, and then after one person answered it, then everybody knew too. They knew exactly what year was their biggest. Uh... <laughs> they knew exactly what year. I I said no, you have to give the number, but just you know. What year? What year was their biggest number as far as most partners they had? You know? And, um, and every military man I've I've met, uh, man was a hoe. Hilarious. Um, but you know, that's the sacrifice they do for our our country. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. We're not going to justify hoism. If you're going to be a hoe, be a hoe. And I had a conversation with Jesus. You either going to come back or send my husband or Christmas going to come early. Stephanie, I've never been in the military. Um, Kiana's been in the military. Uh, Dante, I know, has been in the military. Anthony's in the military. Um, I know I'm leaving some people out. Um, I think Melvin might have been in the military. Thank you for all you guys have done for this country, but some of y'all were cold. But That's if you think about it, Stephanie, these people are risking their lives for your safety. So that gives them permission, carte blanche. They they may they gotta get it because they may die. Stephanie, have you have you have a heart? Get go to bed. Have, go to do bed. you have a heart? Yes, they were a hoe because they thought they could die. Even though they was, even though, hey, even though they were stationed in, stationed in, uh, in uh, San Diego, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. And yeah, just singing them. Hilarious. So uh, I, I don't, I don't fault our military men, just the men, uh, for uh, being ho because they may not make it. They may not make it. So they had to. D- Kiana's gonna back me up because she was in the military. She knows what it's like for those bre- those men out there. So, shout out to all the military hoes out there. Thank but, you, Luke. It's a hoe justification. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if you thought you was gonna die every day, um, I'm an essential worker out in the community every day. It's a possibility that I could die from COVID nineteen. So, yes. I'm not trying to hold out all these body parts of mine. COVID fear versus bullet fear is different. No, it don't matter. Because at the end of the day, almost everybody is going to get COVID. Especially now that it's alleged that it's a sexually transmitted disease. Look, I heard COVID isn't a sexually transmitted disease, by the way. From great authority, it was somebody on YouTube. 
oh <laughs> so you know it's true you know it's true so uh <laughs> um no but 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 um anyway so people's okay so with someone's prolific sexual activity if they're clean as a whistle though penis doesn't have any weird colors or markings on it <laughs> you know that he got no diseases he's you know he was very safe back in his whole days and now he's a deacon in the church and he loves you and you're the only person he wants he doesn't want that whole life no more is that going to make you bail out once you and what if he confesses one night he goes you know what's that what uh shannon i just feel like you should know this i wasn't always sanctified this is what's going to happen. I wasn't always sanctified. When I was a young man, before I met the Lord, I dibbled and dabbled in vagina. You did what? Dibbled and dabbled in vagina. What is dibbled and dabbled, sir? I, ex let's just say I experienced a lot of vagina. What, are you a gynecologist? Uh, over how many years? Let's say from nineteen to twenty-six. He so was you were seven years a hoe. Seven years a hoe. <laughs> seven years a hoe. That be a, that's got to be a movie somewhere. <laughs> seven years a hoe. It got out to ten, and she said it first. So seven years a hoe, and you want me to accept you as you are? There's a great porn title. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, look, I didn't know any better. I wasn't sanctified. But what if he said he literally had his junk baptized, too, especially? I'm sure he did. Or what if he... And I, you can... This thing, look, Angela is a psychic. She can tell you. Angela can tell you. If you just put some sage around it, those bad... Those coochie demons will disappear. So if by calculations you had two different women a month for seven years, two in a 12-month period is 24. 24 and seven is 168. And I'm supposed to be loving you after you didn't had 168 women and you could time that by 10 because they probably had men or women because you ain't the only one they screwed either. So now we up to 1,680. And so I'm supposed to be like, oh, yeah, I love you. Because everybody you done slept with, they done slept with, and you done slept with them, too. Think and about I'm it like, like this. Think about no. it like this. He's All of that was a dress rehearsal for you. No. I he am. was learning. He was in the streets no. learning so that he can be, you know, better for you. I, this is a legit lipstick. There is such a product on Amazon. Look. This is a Mary Kay product, but <laughs> and I don't need you for any of the services that you have delivered to 1,600 other people. Wait, now, Angela, as a psychic, can you get rid of coochie demons out of the guy's junk? Do you? Is there a... a... <laughs> we're, not, we're not about to do that. A like, little sage, I, a little holy water. Sage and sativa, huh? There no. you go. A little... You know, okay. What if a, what a guy's supposed to do if she if the woman says that? Like for seven years, I'm, I'm not. I, 
that both sides can get it. She's seven years a hoe, you seven years a hoe. Now maybe the two hoes need to get together. Maybe that's the <laughs> conversation we need to have. Maybe we can have a vending machine and you can only get what you are. How about that? <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not that no more. A little word with this. I'm not a hoe no more though. Shirley, it's not your opinion. Can <laughs> that's so funny? Uh, I look. I gotta play the devil's advocate, right? I'm done. I, I no. You I, are so I, not forgiving. That is not Christian. It, it's not about that. It's about like so. When do I hear this information? Do I hear this from the onset, or do I hear this six months down the road, or after about a, about a month into the relationship? He just wants to be transparent. And says, look, I was out there in the world. And I was, you know. And, like, he's legitimate has changed. He's born again hoe, yeah. Born again hoe. See, those things shouldn't even go together. Because <laughs> it's not like you born again to be a hoe again. Right. Um, Stephanie, yeah. back me up, Stephanie. I'm still going to say no, thank you. That's a hard pass for me. A pass? See, that's why people lie. But I, I just at this moment, <laughs> like that, I just I don't know. I, I'm not offering that, so why would I want that? But I mean, he's way past the whole years. Okay, like what that means. So he, he's forty five, right? So that means that for twenty years he's been a solid citizen. So he is now forty six. Yeah, and he old in twenty years. Yeah, he he's been like a solid citizen. So what has he been doing? Depositing into a popcorn cup. Why did he stop? No, because he you know he's a uh, um, he's uh, now goes to church. He um, he's a deacon now at the church. He um, he he talks to ex hoes and current hoes about being better. Does he have a recovery group? Yeah. What if he's What if he's doing the Lord's work by getting male hoes to stop? So, Kente, if a woman told you she slept with 160 men, would you still be with her? Hell to the no, no, no. But uh, <laughs> that's different. That's different. Gotta lay down. That's different. Yeah. Oh, in recovery. That's different, though. How is that different? I mean, if the woman <laughs> the thing, she disease free, ain't got no children. Uh huh. Because nine times out of ten, he may be disease free, but that might not mean that he ain't got no children. But it, but see though, but then she be blowed out, right? So <laughs> you know, it's like you know, unless well, maybe if she's had uh, rejuvenation surgery. What's up, Mafuni? <laughs> Have you lost your mind or different double standard? Well, everything ain't the same. What if he's a drummer? <laughs> I'm laughing. Yeah. Uh, we're about to be messing with a little uh, drummer boy. <laughs> no, we're just not going to do that today. You know what? You know what? I changed my mind. No, I'll get some sage, burn it around the coochie, and then we're good. Sage cures oh, all. Oh, hoping that that will change my mind? My answer is still no. <laughs> you said I'm lying. Look, still no. The, that look, is no. cold, though. That is cold. I feel bad for hoes, though. 
I mean, uh, hoes need love too. They 20 years get... can't remove the stench. 20 years don't remove the stench. That's not what I want from myself. But so I'm not my... a hoe no more. I mean, he, this person is not a hoe no more. I mean, you said they was redeemed and recovered and repented of. I mean, I'm here for it. For them. Not for me. Wow. Okay. See? All right. So th- that's something that... What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, um, all right. Okay. So we'll move on. Okay. So that's the reason why somebody might want to bail out is because the person was too sexually prolific in their past. Uh, you can delete your wholeness according to uh, Drea from Basketball I mean, Life. Hilarious. That part. Okay. Gonna be putting it out there. A, a, a reason also is financial, and what I mean by that is, so um, wait, keep your <laughs> dicky do in your pants. Uh, hilarious. Um, okay, so financial, right? So a guy gets with you, Shannon, mm-hmm. and he's doing pretty good financially. Then Rona happens, uh, the economic downturn, uh, Bernie Madoff, whatever it is, uh, you know, and the money starts getting funny, right? Money starts getting funny. It's a tough time, right? And there's a lot of people who are successful, hardworking, and they're, but they're highly leveraged. You know what I mean? So if one thing goes bad, they go from eating steak to eating spam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lack of funds or low funds definitely hurts relationships. So the question is, do you bail on somebody because money starts getting funny? Or do you you know, try to work it out. My thing is like this. I feel like if you love somebody, if you love somebody and they're a solid citizen and they're actually working hard to try to get back on good footing. Mm -hmm. I mean, like if you love them, how are you going to just bail out on them like that? So we don't went from steak to what'd you say? Spam. Spam? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be a vegetarian because I don't do spam. Mm Mm-hmm. Not a Me problem. neither. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand there's a difference between struggle love mm-hmm. <laughs> and hitting a bump in the midst of our love. Right. Vegemite. So the same thing. Um, I don't like Vegemite either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shout out to those who do. Each of them. I think it depends. I mean, at the end of the day, that's just it. People don't necessarily want to build with somebody, but they expect everybody to have it together. Now, I'm not promoting struggle love because, like I said, those two things are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you will hit a bump in your relationship. It's not always going to be perfect and pristine, so that is expected. But if you just sitting at home, getting high off your spam, fried spam, <laughs> mustard sandwiches. And you depressed because you don't want to go apply for another twenty nine thousand jobs. Like we're gonna have some problems because I'm gonna need you to bounce back. We're gonna have to do this. We're gonna have to figure this out. You can't be at home all day every day, depressed about it. 
I need you to come on, buddy. Let's do this. Because, I mean, I can carry it only for so long. Mm. Um, you're going to have to get off this phone. Mm-hmm. So you would float your man until he got his, uh, he's able to uh, to get in a better footing? That's a ministry. That's, a, that's I mean, because if we at home together, we married. Like, you ain't just going to be up in my house and we just boyfriend and girlfriend. I ain't doing that. Um, so yeah, no playing house, huh? Nah, we not playing house. Nah, not, not, not in this day. Not with the COVID. Not, yeah, no. Now in my marriage, I'm going to hold it down because that's what we do. With there, <laughs> we always want the good parts of marriage, but not the worst, the sickness, the things you know. So yeah, I mean, because it's not gonna last forever. Even a rainstorm's got to end. So Stephanie says float him, the grocery store hiring, especially right now. Yeah, for sure. I'll be honest with you. Look, I would never let my my family suffer. So I would do whatever I got to. I'm with it. But it'd be a long way before I start working at a grocery store. I couldn't do that. Ministry, marriage is ministry. The part of the good and the bad. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's guys that commit suicide because they see their financial situation and they're so, because it's, you know, if you're a man that's about it, right? You're about it. So you, um, you know, you take pride in being able to take care of your family. Absolutely. But that goes back to play spaces. Like, you need to be able to have that safe space to have those conversations when you can. Right. Because the weight of leadership, weight, it, 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 the weight of it, 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 it will cause people, just like you said, to commit suicide. Yeah. Take, like, A lot of guys are committing suicide right now. Did y'all, y'all hear those stories? Because they were balling, COVID happened, and then all of a sudden, they can't take care of their family like they want to. And Absolutely. some people... Some people are like, you know what? I'm worth more dead to my family than alive. Yeah. Because of uh, insurance and all of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, and there's people that will justify it. Like, if I kill myself, but do it in a way where they don't, you know, my my family can get the money, then my family can do good, you know? And it it may not even be that your family is not going to eat or be homeless. It could be just... Oh, what's up, Mike and Dre is up in the house. It could be like, it could be like, they go from living in the big house to a smaller house. You know what I'm saying? Like downsides. Like, but you're still doing fine, but it's just not on that level you once was. You know what I'm saying? And I wondered if, like, who gets it worse? Like, cats who always had money and then lose it? Or if you came out, if you start off broke, and then you had money, and then you lose it. Like, I know what broke looked like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, like, I know what broke looked like. I think it depends on the state of your relationship. I think it depends on the state of someone's heart. I mean, because if you're in a marriage with someone and you are looking at it from the perspective of we're going to go through some things, it's going to rain, it, it is going, the sun is going to come out. I mean, because that's just what happens in life, it, the sun don't always be out. And sometimes the sun be out and it still rains. And so we have to be able to look at it from the perspective of that life is going to happen with some circumstances that aren't going to always be pretty. 
am I going to still be rolling with you when those things aren't pretty? You know, he have a six-figure account, be an executive, and go outside and get in his car and get ridden by a drunken driver and be paralyzed from the waist down. Then what? And so at the end of the day, you have to make those decisions with the understanding that life happens and life can change. Right. Are you going to stay in it because life has happened and life changes? Or are you going to bail out because life has happened and things change? Because that is the example of your character and your your integrity to what you said you were going to do. Sometimes we have to look at we make commitments, but when things change, are we still committed to that thing that we made the commitment in, in the spirit in which we paid the commitment? And marriage is no different, in my opinion. Uh, just as a real quick before we go to Ryan. Uh, Janet on Facebook says, I've been married for 20 years. You love each other, but irritate the crap out of each other. If the love is there, it'll work out. Well said. I can think that. Yeah. I can think that. So, Ryan, um, you, you know, you've, uh, you haven't been married yet, but you've been in committed relationships. Um, and also, so you, you get it. So that, and you're someone who's very prideful, Right. And you, you take seriously the responsibility of um, the man, or your in your case yourself, as far as taking care of your family. And I don't know if you heard these stories about these guys who's committed suicide because they feel like they can't take care of their families. You know that they're not a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, uh, just what was your t- your take on that? Oh, you know what? For all this, you know, one of my biggest fears because I was raised with all women. My biggest fears was to be in a situation where I had to be um, um, that I had to be helped by a woman, right? And that brings a lot of pressure uh, on you. There's a lot of fear involved in that. Like you and I've always worked, and I worked so hard that I lost my baby mama. <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I went through a recession just recently, mm-hmm. which I'm recovering from and um, getting myself back out and getting myself. And I had to live through that. And my worst fear was to be with a white woman. And, and I, I hate to say it was to be in that kind of relationship because I always thought saw it as a stigma because I'd see, you know, um, because there's a lot of interracial dating here in, in, in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And you'd see the woman, the, the, the white woman, take care of her man. And the guy's like sitting in the best friend's ride, smoking joints or whatever, and not really doing nothing with his life. So there was like a stigma. And I never wanted to be in that stigma where someone was paying my bills. I didn't want to be even in a grocery store where someone's paying my bills. But, you know, I have to be honest. I was in this situation. Mm. You know, um, the last two years have been horrible. Um, and I'm just recovering from all of that and being in, in and out of a relationship. So it's like, you know, um, I I don't believe that one should kill themselves, but there's also toxic there's also toxic masculinity um, and hyper masculinity, especially with black men, because black men, you know, we are like my mom, my grandma, everyone put that stigma on me that I got to work. I got to do this. I got to work hard. Grandma taught me how to iron, taught me how to cook, did all this stuff. And then you realize that you're not a man because you can't provide, you can't put food on the table. And this was the time when she came, when my girlfriend came into my life, I was at my high. 
everything was going great and she was crying she's like oh my god ryan i'm so proud of you what you built and everything and then suppliers pull out you know they they go out of business and then the you know my business slowly declines and i watched it from before my eyes and then the relationship added to that like i was putting more time arguing in my relationship than i did actually repairing my business and my race relationship had a lot to do with my success that's why a lot of the things that I was doing three years ago, I'm doing now because now that I'm out of the relationship, I'm actually rebuilding all the, the stuff that um, was kind of torn down when I got into the relationship. So, like, uh, you know, full disclosure, everyone. But, uh, you know, um, no one wants to be in, no man wants to be in a situation where he can't provide. No. But I had I had to learn. I had to learn without a shadow of a doubt that you got I got to put that behind me. I also have to be able to receive something from a woman because, you know, I had to suck in my pride and learn a different way of looking at it. And now I don't live in shame and I don't live in fear. I'm honest with myself and I think that men should be honest too with their situation and be okay. As long as you're working towards your dreams and your goals and you're getting yourself out of your rut, there should be no problem. It's the guys that are sitting in front of the TV playing video games and stuff like that. Those are the guys that give the other guys that can't get a job a bad name. But, you know, I had to live through it for the first time in my life, in my all my career. The last two years was like, you know, I had ups and downs and a lot of downs than, than ups. Yes, and, I, and, and I made it look good. See, I like what he said, Shannon. So if your man got a mixtape, find that mixtape. Get them them copies uh, pressed, Shannon, because you never know. He got a dream. He got a dream, Shannon. So, and you got the uh, you got the funds to to make it happen. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. You're not even making money off of Spotify. Like, I needed somebody to say it other than me. I appreciate you. Uh, She said, fuck that meat. That was hilarious. But no, I hear what you're saying, though. Um, Okay, so we're talking about the uh, reasons why you should bail out of a relationship, right? We we talked about these different, you know, uh, if you was a hoe in your past... And I, they, these people are so judgmental in this chat room, uh, for real. Uh, I, you know, I, you know what? Shout out to the hoes out there because I think hoes don't get enough credit. Hoes are great for the ecosystem. <laughs> they are. Uh, what if you're just genuinely unhappy? Thank you. I've experienced that where I've talked about it before where you don't even want to go at it. You don't even go home. You making excuses to leave the house. Mm-hmm. You're putting out. You taking out the trash when the trash is not even a quarter full. You're like, oh, let me go take this trash out. You know. So I've been in that situation. Not happy. Oh, what's up, Melvin? What's uh, up, Danny? Uh, and Danny's up in the house too. Um, just plain on ha- unhappy. How do you know, though, if it's unhappy because cause sometimes we're unhappy. We make ourselves unhappy. Um, it may not be the relationship, but it could be something just internal uh, within you. Um, I mean, there's you're not happy because maybe your situation in your career is not where you want it to be. Um, you may be unhappy because 
maybe your health isn't what you want it to be. But then there's unhappy because I don't like that motherfucker that I'm sleeping with at night. You know what I'm saying? That that could be it. Lack of sexual compatibility. Uh, sometimes you're compatible and then you become uncompatible uh, as well. That happens. Um, or it could be you just have a wandering eye. You know, uh, everything starts looking good on everybody else's plate. So how do you know to deal when you get to that point, you know, because, you know, relationships, one thing about relationships is they can become routine. You know what I mean? Where, okay. Like before it was spontaneity. You would do it on the elevator, you know, the church parking lot, wherever you did it at. Right. And then now it's just like, you got to make an appointment, you know, you have to make an appointment and, you know, and it's, you know, very, you know, uh, across the board. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not the p- church parking lot. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm just saying though, it was spontaneous. Right. And then that goes out the window. And then now you get to a point where you, it's just like, you're going through the motions. Uh, how do you know if you should move on or you should work at it or what, or, I'm, mean, you know, should you, you know, uh, do you stay with someone when they are diagnosed with serious mental health issues? That's a good one too. Um, so we'll get to that. Um, she says no Steph. Um, so how do you, you know, uh, are you big on therapy, Shannon? I'm big on whatever. I feel it's necessary to save my marriage. Um, or in a relationship that I'm invested in. Like, at the end of the day, each situation is going to look different. Um, are you willing to let love have the last word? Mm. And, if, and if you know the answer to that question, you know which route you need to take. If there's not love being served there, then you also know what answer you need to face. So, yeah, if if I'm going to let love have the last word, then I'm going to go mm-hmm. love. Yeah, come on, Dre. And that's just me. I mean, there are things that you consider in the beginning of a relationship, in the middle of a relationship, and before a relationship ends. <laughs> so you do your part, I think. What is... Ryan, what's your church finger up for? Oh no, I was just raising my hand. I was just gonna <laughs> go ahead. I don't go. I don't go to church. I don't know what that meant, but yeah, no, I was gonna say too. Like, <laughs> sorry. Um, I, I'm I'm big into therapy because I went to therapy last year because of you know just everything falling apart. Um, and therapy was amazing. I would recommend it to anybody because you know you got a side, I got a side, and you just have to learn to accept someone's side for their side. And you also have to set boundaries with people. And you, you guys probably hear me say boundaries throughout the whole year because boundaries is what I learned from the therapy sessions and I enforce them, you know? So yeah, it's, uh, the relationship between her and I did, we, we came back together. We just broke up again, but this Mm. time it was for good because we actually, you know, after therapy, after all of that stuff, we, we try to work it out and just realize we don't have anything in common. And oh, wow. we didn't, we didn't, we didn't leave, you know, hating each other or anything like that. We just don't have anything in common. But you know, you have to sometimes go to therapy because everyone, 
the one thing <laughs> is is that everyone's going to see it from their point of view and and you're going to you'll say yeah kente did a b and c and he hurt me so bad and then kente's going to be like well i did a b and c because i needed to do this do that both people are right you know you just have to find a way to come together so yeah therapy is amazing and it works hmm. all right you're right yeah, I, I wasn't going to talk about therapy, but therapy is definitely uh, a benefit to people that really need it. And even people that really don't need it, like for, for mental tune-ups, it helps. But uh, I wanted to, to sort of come on and, and um, uh, sort of uh, stretch thinking a little bit, if that's okay. Because uh-huh. I, I heard that um, a couple of people in the chat and, and um, even Shannon mentioned about love being the last word. And I don't know if love should be the last word. Um, I think the last word should be commitment. Mm. So, um, because people will use that, that I don't love them anymore. And, um, and yep, yeah, it can happen. They can fall out of love, uh, which is why love can't be the, the final thing. It's got to be where you are in the relationship and how committed you are in this relationship. Because, um, you know, we, you know we, we don't love our jobs, but we show up at nine o'clock every day for it because... You know, we get something in return for it. Um, so it's, it's where we are in, in the relationship and how committed we are to the relationship that really focuses, that really sort of determines Patrick. when we bail out in a relationship. You know, there's, you know, love, love to me really does uh, communicate how well you stimulate me. So when we, when we look at love, we're really only saying, you know, well, I will love. It's like what Lawrence Hill said, and she she said she said it so brilliantly that we love what stimulates us. Um, let's not. Oh, dad is in the building. What is it? Sidetrack. So, yeah. um, so love, love. What happened? Nothing. Yes, yes. Get back to the program. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. So love, love is a, a beautiful thing, but it shouldn't be the, the the last word. Commitment really should be the last word. And that's and that's wonderful if that's what you believe in, but that's not where my theory lies. Um, mm-hmm. Because I believe love never fails, and it doesn't say. I get what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I think that the foundation is love, and I think the problem with a lot of people's love principle is the place where they have placed the values that they place love on. You know, it's not necessarily an authentic level of love. Okay. It comes with a stipulation. It comes with the art. What are you doing for me? Mm-hmm. Opposed to just something that's saying I, it's a giving of myself, mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily seeking anything in return. Although we all want to return on the investment, mm-hmm. that is not a requirement here. Because yes, not everyone loves their job, but I don't think it's even an issue of committed to. It's, it's survival. Committed to what? I don't think people are necessarily committed to their job. It's, it's the survival. Committed because... to what? So they, they may not be committed to the job, but they know that they are dependent on that job, so they're committed to it. So, but what, what... Commit to the point, if they're coming to work, but they're not necessarily... Because some people are coming to work and not doing their job. Mm-hmm. So what are they committed to? Mm-hmm. So, so let if me... you look at it from that perspective, commitment isn't always a good thing. Mm. Steph says there's no such thing as unconditional uh, love in this dimension. So, and what Steph is saying is true. And the reason why, as humans, 
we really don't know what love is. So if, if, if we have, if we say we love, for instance, right? If I can love somebody and then ultimately fall out of love with them, then love is not the, 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 the deciding factor in anything. It's got to be the commitment level. Because like commitment, if I choose to commit to you, that's concrete. If I choose to feel love for you, that's not necessarily something that's concrete. The reason why is because we don't really know what love is. We use love for so many different things. Right? For instance, yesterday, um, I took my sons to see their mother. We surprised her and showed up there. Right? My ex-wife is my ex-wife. I still love her. There I you care go. Her. I will never be with her, and I will never be committed there to her. There you go. But I still love her. That's what I've right? been saying. Um, so I can love people and not want to be with them. There you if go. I'm committed to, if I'm committed to this person, even if I fall out of love with them, if I chose to be committed with that person, I'm going to be committed to that person regardless. So love is an, an extremely important part of a relationship. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it, it, it can't be in a relationship or, or it's not important. All right. No, I'm, I'm not that either. I think there's <laughs> a of love in relationships. Yeah. They're not all the same, is what I was trying to say. So I yeah. think look at it from that perspective, all love isn't considered equal. <laughs> yes, that is the same. So okay. Shout out to uh, Melvin. <laughs> Mel I, shout out I, shout I, out to I, Melvin in the chat. In the Facebook chat. He he's uh he's shouting you out, Ryan. He said he hasn't uh, had a chance to meet you yet. Um I mean, love is definitely can be conditional, but is it love though? Like, is it love if you know uh, I lose an arm and then you want to leave me? You know, is it love if you know uh, I maybe I don't have as many millions in the bank? Then you know I go from a millionaire to a thousandaire, and now you want to go? You know what I'm saying? How about you just go to an air? You ain't got nothing. <laughs> like I mean, were you always were you in love with me though? Were were you love? I mean, true love, right? Isn't it like you'll take the person like uh, if if half their face gone, you just happy they alive? You know what I mean? Um, isn't that true love, right? That you just want them? I, I think you know what Dre is saying about commitment because. You know, Steph thinks that I probably Steph thinks I still love my baby mama, but I always say I love my baby mama, but I'll never be in a relationship with her. We have the best co-parenting relationship on planet Earth that I think, you know, between her and I, but I don't ever wish to be in a relationship with her. And I think that love is doesn't bind you to the person. It love just when you love someone, you love them. And it doesn't change. Like you love your grandmother, you love your dad, you love your, your 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 siblings. When you have love for someone, it never changes. You could fight with somebody. You may not want to be in the same house as somebody, but still love them. You know. But it's kind of up to you to determine. Like sometimes, you know, you reach your breaking point. You get you have your boundaries, and you just want nothing to do with the person. You want to move on, and you want to travel. You want to do things that are outside the scope of the relationship. But it doesn't mean that you don't love that person. You could have a love for them. You know, some people are in love, um, and some people just love a person, right? I'm not in love with my ex, but I love her. I do, because, you know, she had my child and all this other stuff. So I think that love doesn't have 
any conditions attached to it. And people don't really know true love because, like, maybe some people just haven't been in that situation where they can just biologically just love someone and not be able to explain why they love them. You know, and, and like I said in earlier podcasts, I had to love my baby mama because I would have hated her, you know, for I would have hated the situation. I would have we wouldn't I would have been torn apart. I'm like, you know what? I love this woman enough. I'm going to let her live the best life that she has. And if it's not with me, that's love. Stephanie says, I don't believe in true love. Let me ask. Let me ask Stephanie this question. Let me ask. Let me ask Stephanie this question. Uh, have you ever felt like somebody that you were with truly loved you? Like truly loved you? Has has everybody been in love in this chat? Maybe that's a good question. Where you know you were in love. I and they, and the person that was in love with you. One in the chat. I, I've definitely felt it, you know, um, Okay, that's good to know. All right, it restores my faith in humanity. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, and then it's like this: when things are going good, can you trust it though? Like Dre, you know, mm-hmm. like now I got my masters. You know, I got you know seven figures or six figures or whatever. Hi, you know. I got a, you know, I got a suburb, a summer house in Cape Cod or wherever you New Yorkers do that at, right? So it's like, you know, I, you know, if your teeth was bad, now you got them fixed, you know, <laughs> got some hair plugs, <laughs> you know, and it's like, isn't it easy to love somebody now once they got this shit popping? Like, how do you trust it? Like, how do you trust it? Like, and then how do you, you know? Cause it's easy to love me when we have steaks in the freezer, we're going to Venice, you know, on whims, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, how do you know that if God forbid some shit happened, this person's really down for you like that. Some risks pay off. Some don't. Oh, wow, man. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like, I feel like what's the, what's the, uh, Eddie Murphy character for coming to America? Uh, Prince Hakeem. Prince Hakeem. He was, he he was right <laughs> to a certain degree. <laughs> then again, though, I I kind of like that woman that jumped on one leg. Though she was pretty dope. <laughs> that was pretty dope. Right, so Galloway yeah, or yeah, she's beautiful. She was, wasn't she? I was like, I like that. I was like, why are you going to New York? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Like, like that's yeah. hard though, bro. Because um. It's hard to do that without generalizing also. Right. Um, because then, uh, like, you know, some, like, you know, with ma- the majority of women want to know that they will be uh, okay, but they can care. Then there's women out there that are straight gold diggers that, you know, their goal is to find somebody that will fund their lifestyle. Um, uh, which is why I take the approach I take to dating. You know, so it allows me to get to know who the person is. And I can assess if they're the right person for me, and if I'm the right person for them. Um, and I won't knock knock on it. Like if you need a man that that, that has seven plus figures, because uh, you have a specific lifestyle that you need to fund, um, then I'm not the guy for you. You go and find that guy, and that's okay. Um, yes, and when I do get the seven figures, I'm still not going to be the guy for you. <laughs> right. Just, just know that. Um, uh, 
because that's not what I would be looking for. And there are guys out there that don't mind a woman that only wants a guy with seven figures. Um, what, what if you, what if you used to be able to slang it, and for some reason health wise you can't slang it no more? Oh, what? With the Why seven figures? No, I'm talking no. about slanging it. Oh, he got to go. Really? Really, <laughs> Stephanie? <laughs> Did you know, like, Kente, there is, in a, there is a hormone that gets released. There's three hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's attraction. There's, an, there's another one. These are the love <laughs> hormones. Um, and then there is um, attachment. I don't think a lot of people get to that attachment thing. Mm. Mm. They just become attached to someone where it doesn't really matter their circumstances because you see people that are have are get disabled or whatever and people are in love till the very end. Right. I've I've gotten to that love. I've gotten to that love in my life. That's like next level love. Yeah. That was once in my life. That's like but the matrix type love. I think everybody else it kind of lives with the attraction and you know, oh happy go lucky and it's more about like material things. And when you don't, you have to be with a person for quite some time to really get to uncover that that type so, of love. Well, uh, Natasha, the reason why a lot of people don't get to that level is because they have attachment disorders. Mm. They don't realize they do. Thank you, Steph. Yeah, yeah. Mm. infatuation, love, then attachment, and then when it comes to attachment, it doesn't matter if the guy, like Kente said, if the guy is bisexual, it doesn't matter if the guy get ran over by a car and he, and he can't swing it because like love is love but uh, most of us don't get there and especially in this society there's a lot of dissonance and we're working to like the only thing thing about COVID-19 is that we're actually getting to know the people that we we've been hanging out with all this time we're mm-hmm. actually getting to know people personally and you're realizing some people are like oh I'm in love and other people are like like who, who the hell am I with? Because right. we don't really get a chance okay. to spend time with people. If you don't mind, I'm, I'm, I don't mean. Yeah, no, much. no, I'm, I talk too much. Steph said, Steph, Steph reveals something um, extremely uh, um, open, <laughs> transparent, and vulnerable. Um, uh, have you guys ever heard of attachment theory? Mm-mm. All right, there's a whole um, uh, doctors. It's 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 um, uh, uh, what's his name? Doctor, uh, man, uh, doctor. Hold on. I know I have this book right here somewhere. It's called Attached. Um, where uh, there's a theory about attachment and how um, uh, and, and, and what Ryan is saying is pretty much right. I haven't heard it as far as um, hormones, but I heard it as far as um, our experiences from the time we are in our mother's womb. Right? We are developing an attachment style as we grow up. Every experience we have with people, from our parents to our teachers to our friends to um, first people that we fell in love with and high school sweethearts, all that is shaping our attachment style, right? So some people have, uh, who have had um, poor relationships with their parents develop um, a, um, avoided attachment style where they avoid getting close to people. So they can be at that that attraction stage, all right? That infatuation stage, attraction stage. But when it comes to attaching someone and being commitment, they start to, to withdraw and be like, you know, I don't want to, to to deal with this anymore. And uh, it's it's getting too close, and and it's it's no longer safe for me. So let me pull away. And that's because they have attachment 
trauma, I would say, yeah. that they need to work through. Yeah. Mm. Can, can I, um, I found the actual name. So it's lust. So testosterone, estrogen is the lust hormones. And then attraction, dopamine, uh, nephroferrin, or I don't know how to pronounce that, and serotonin. And then attachment. So it's lust, attraction, and attachment. Mm -hmm. So you go through three stages of love, and that's more biological than anything. So I think that a lot of people don't get to that attachment phase. And those hormones don't always, you know, turn on all the time, right? Like they're not, not all of them are present. Some people have more concentration of oxy, uh, oxy, uh, I'm sorry, dyslexia. I can't pronounce these things, but these are the two hormones that cause that attachment. From what I read, some of those hormones are not all activated all at the same time. So when you get to that attachment phase, it, it's a completely different scenario. You're right. willing to put up with more. You're willing, you, you feel comfortable with the person and the things won't necessarily change. That part. Um, real, real quick, I want to do a, a chat room shout out. Um, let's start with Facebook. Uh, we have uh, Melvin that's in the Facebook. Uh, we have uh, Melissa is there. Janet uh, here. Mafuni. Uh, Andrew Crawley was here earlier. Uh, we got Mary uh, Edgar. In the chat, uh, Patricia A. Murray, Kedra, Crystal Johnson, uh, and uh, Sasha and Sybil was in that chat as well. And in um, to Get Vocal, we have Marisol, uh, Happy Mother's Day, Kiana, Happy Mother's Day, Dedrick, uh, it's been a minute. Uh, uh, we have Danny, Happy Mother's Day, D, uh, we have Stephanie, Happy Mother's Day, uh, Mike. Uh, Andre, Luke, Maya, Happy Mother's Day, and Natasha, and of course Ryan is here with us as well. Huh? Happy Mother's Day to D, because fur babies matter too. That's right. That's right. So, shout shout out to all the mothers and um, everybody that is checking us out tonight. Um, of course, we're going to uh, wrap it up soon, and then uh, we'll keep the uh, the live chat going. Um, one thing I want to say before we get on out of here about when to bail out of a relationship. Obviously, if you're getting abused, you know, someone's bit, uh, abusing you, uh, whether it's physical, mental, um, you definitely need to, to get on out of there. Um, and... Uh, there's, um, you know, you, you run a shelter, so you, you come across this all the time. And uh, they have different ways of um, support, you know. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's uh, um, easy to find, I guess, through searches, Google searches, right? Whatever that's in your neighborhood. I'm sure they got hotlines and whatever. So that's definitely some time when you should bail out of a relationship. If a person is lying to you, you know, big lies or small, you want to definitely get out of a, that relationship as well. Um, also, if you feel like you are going to do something uh, negative, like cheat, beat, or something like that, you probably should just want to get on uh, out of that relationship or kill, right, Steph? Thank you. Absolutely. For sure. You want to definitely get out of that situation. Um, it's just it's not worth it to yourself 
And I know that everybody doesn't just is not in a, an ability to to do so. So, um, but uh, definitely you want to do that when you feel like uh, you are out of character and it's time to go. That happens too, where you start doing things and you're like, "This ain't me." Like, you know what I'm saying? And other people, a lot of times, see it before you, you know, because you're stuck in it, right? There's a lot of times where I got out of a relationship, and then I look back, and I was like, man, that's that. it was toxic way before I realized it. So, um, welcome to Danny, red Hi. wine. You got, like, hey. a, a purple tint, too. What's up? Not much. Good to see y'all. Yes. I just had to jump on so I could talk my shit, you know. Well, hey, talking girl. Oh, g- g- let me give a, r- a real shout out. Uh, Friday, both Natasha and Danny is going to be on a live comedy stream. Um, uh, what's the details? I just want to make sure people know about that. Um, it is a it is a virtual show. We're doing it through, I believe, Zoom. Natasha, we're doing it through a Zoom, like a this type of a platform. And it's going to be featuring um, comedy, pretty much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. looking forward to I think, it. I know I'm on the lineup, and I believe Natasha is going to do some time. Um, and I'm not for sure who else, because I can't remember stuff long term. My brains. You know. I understand. I went. I went to the last one they did, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was called the Bunny yeah, Cheese. Yeah, we, just, we just did the Doctor Vibe show, and that was great. Oh yeah, and OG is going to be performing. And OG, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, nothing but top rank uh, talent there. So, man, I'm gonna check it out. I'll be at work supporting you. Dan. Yeah, this will be my first uh, on live show. Is it? I, I didn't. I didn't do any during quarantine. I was on a. I was on a mental block during quarantine. I I did something years ago, like online, and the thing that sucked was. It was a um, a, a delay, right? Mm-hmm. So you tell a joke, and then it's crickets. Then you just keep going, and then it's ah, ha, 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 and then you're like, you know, while you're doing the next one, it was the worst. Never, do, never tell jokes with a delay. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Let's well, I, dog. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Oh, my honeys, come here, Uli. He right here. Come here. Come here. They want to see you. Come here. He he too comfortable. He was being comfy. It's my Uli. Oh, oh snap. Uh, <laughs> let me. Uh, it's my Uli. Say hi. Say hi. Uli Ramble. You are so cute. So sweet. He's naughty right now, though, because he's in training. So if he don't get enough attention from Mama, he start being defiant. I mean, if he did He's giving my girl a hard time because he likes to nip at her. But he's starting to listen to her better. So we're working on him. It's day four. So. Yeah, he's cute. We're getting them together. He a good boy. Right? Good boy. Where's your bone? I just registered. You need help? Where's your bone? Bring it here. Oh, he good. Yeah, but that's that's my that's my babies. I'm looking for it. Yeah, I'm looking for it. Yeah. So what what were we talking about? I want to get back on the juicy tidbits. Y'all were getting. Well, we we were we, we were talking about 
when is it to when is a good time to bail out of a relationship you know immediately <laughs> all right <laughs> expeditiously, expeditiously. <laughs> expeditiously. <laughs> if, if you see it going sour you gotta bail right away i'm telling you you can't wait around because if you wait around you basically you you, you prolong in the bullshit right you know, you prolong it. You putting yourself through more than what you need to put yourself through because you could have dead. You could have dead it. You could have been done with it. You you know what's crazy though? Sometimes people will stay during cheating because they don't want that other person to win. You know, like it's so crazy. Oh, yeah. It's like you yeah. know, it's like I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stick with this person because I can't. They can't win the other the other person. So. Right, but they just setting themselves up to be the 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 partner of a cheat, and if you allow it, it's going to happen again. I mean, right. that's just one of those things. I don't believe all men cheat. I believe men cheat on certain women. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, and, and I'm just and I'm just going to put it out there that I, I believe men cheat on certain type of women. Now, you know, a, a man knows when he has a good woman. A know a man knows when he has a good thing. He's not going to mess that up. He know when he know when he got a, a little trick side piece that he can go and s- smash every now and then <laughs> and not have no no obligations to. You feel me? Because that's all. That's what he's gonna do. Stephanie, see, don't read none of her comments trying to talk. So you said, um, <laughs> I had to write her full name <laughs> out. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Or they know when they have a good woman, they won't cheat on her. Mm-hmm. See, you can't be cheating though, because people kill you over that shit. <laughs> like, for real, uh, man. Crime, it's called a crime of passion. Yeah, man. people that's kill you. Man. It's like, I, <laughs> it is real. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you right now, based on the circumstances, you might not get as much time depending mm-hmm. on the crime. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I always wonder, like, you cheat on somebody and you sleep next to them. You know, um, afterwards, it's like, man, when you, that's when you're most vulnerable. Yeah, <laughs> when you, you better be scared, you know what I'm saying? Especially right. if she want to boil some hot grits on that ass uh, or some rice. Some shit that's thick when you throw it on them. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Steve, like Steve McNair. Do y'all know who Steve, do y'all know who Steve McNair is? Steve what? McNair was a, a great quarterback. Um, he played for the Titans and the Ravens. He's about 6'5", 260. This dude was huge. He was murdered in his sleep by a girl who was barely five feet tall. His uh, side piece shot him in his sleep. What, what, how, she, how did she kill him? She shot him and then killed herself. Wow. So all that six foot five didn't mean shit because he was asleep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, there has to be, and there go that red flag, flag when you should get the fuck out. When you see somebody got some mental instability going on, that's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when a person picks a fight, and this is on both sides, if if, a, if your partner or whoever you're dealing with is picking fights with you for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. they got issues. Mm-hmm. That's a big red flag. Like if you know you wasn't being a certain type of way and they accuse you of being that way and you sitting there looking like that's your signal. Run. Mm-hmm. That's when you get out. Because you can't fit. You can't fix shit that's damaged. Now, if 
Now, I tell you what, too, with that whole damage thing, a lot of us have issues that's going on. But if a person is not willing to fix themselves and their issues, because you know you got them when you have them. If you're not willing to fix those things, then you're not going to be able to be in a, in a normal functioning relationship and expect it to work. You know, you know, stories I hate, you know, stories I hate and this may make me sound weird are where I stayed with him through all the BS, cheating, beating, all of this stuff. That's your and then, and then 10 years later, he, he found God and now he treats me wonderful. I hate them stories. I'm going to tell you why, because other people will hear them and then they'll use that as I might as well hang in there because maybe in 10 years, he'll start whooping my ass, you know? <laughs> So well, it can't be. It wouldn't be a chick like me, right? It wouldn't be a chick like me. I'm out of there, right? It's and, like, and, I, and, if, and depending on your level of crazy, you might not know that I'm gone till I'm already gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be done blocked you on everything on social media at the same time when I know you're not watching. <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna be done relocated and everything. Like you're not gonna find me. I'm gonna ghost your ass for real. But that's one thing I don't. Being a single woman, I don't. If I if I'm a date somebody, I'm meeting you at the venue. I don't want you knowing where I live. Right. I don't want you coming to my house. Right. Because I don't want you having free range of <laughs> checking to see if my car is there. And you don't know people's. You don't know they level of crazy. Yeah. And I've heard of people driving down the street, see if your car is there. You know what I'm saying? Just just checking in when they ain't got no damn business checking on you. That's that crazy shit. But I do not want nobody knowing where I stay um, and if you want to date me and take me out then we can meet somewhere you, and if you don't like that and you think you're getting up in my house that's the red flag that's going to get you blocked you, you know one thing I've learned over the years is how many women are getting stalked like and then especially now stalking is is so much easier now because of social media but yeah, men too men too a lot of us guys have had, but I mean, women really get it though on next level to the point where some women are just so like, that's just, you know, yeah, he's talking me. Like, I'm like, huh? That's not like a little thing. Yeah. That's not, that's not a, yeah. Yeah. That's not like a little thing. Like dude shouldn't be in your bushes, girl. Like, (laughs) you know, that's not normal. (laughs) Yeah, that right, right. I I think I told this story on here where I I was seeing a girl, and it was a guy out across the street in a pickup, and I just mentioned it to her, and she was like, "Oh yeah, he's that's Joe. He just he be stalking me." And I'm like, "What? You know, <laughs> like what the hell?" Different strokes for different. You know, like I don't I, remember the lady from like, here. Oh, yes. Like that. I don't know. Yeah, I remember her. Some yeah. women like drama. Right, right, right. Some women, I've even heard, I've even heard women say that, and 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 of course, this this is totally dysfunctional. But a lot of times, when women grow up seeing their mom get jumped on, they think it's normal, and they think that that's like a form of love because their mom stayed there for that. Right. Um. That, that's just carried over sometimes <laughs> in generations. Like I've I've heard like there's cases of of that being like a thing in a family if a guy beats on his woman <laughs> chances are children are going to be abusive to their spouse and so on and so on it's like a vicious cycle mm. um because i don't attract those kind of men i don't attract the kind of men that want to put their hands on me i never have no um but but i just think that you, if you put out there what you will willing to accept 
And I think a lot of women are willing to accept anything to be with a man because they don't want to be alone. When you can do, you can do bad by yourself. I mean, things plug up. You got batteries. (laughs) Stephanie's funny. And and that's not to dispute that there are good men out here. I think there are a lot of good men out here. And a lot of them are, (laughs) a lot of them are uh, not damaged, but a lot of them are cautious and guarded. But because can they've I, been in relationships can I, can I where say something they've been and abused. Can I, it can goes I, both ways. Can I, can I say something that y- y'all women are not going to like? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Do you really... I look, Steph, uh, Shannon's getting ready for it. <laughs> Is this a really pay to be a good guy, though? Do y'all really want a good guy? Seriously? Real talk? Really, though? Define, define good guy. Like, um, somebody that don't beat your ass. Okay, I can understand wanting that, right? You don't want a guy that I don't think most women want a guy to beat him up, but I mean, like, no. like you want a guy with edge, right? You want a guy that kind of chews glass. Oh, I definitely don't want a guy that I can that I can punk and and right. not be. Like, I want my man to have some form of authority over me. That's just. Right. I don't know. I want my man. I want. So, I want to fear my man a little bit. Like if he if he tell me to get it together and he got that look in his eye, I want to be like, okay, daddy. <laughs> but like sometimes, sometimes. But um, but, but I'm, I'm a feisty woman, so I need a man. I need a man that's like that. I can't have a, if if I had a short man or a man that was passive, I would I would abuse him probably. Mm. I'd probably be. But do, do sometimes do, do sometimes one thing cancels the other one out? Like it's like like you gonna like you can't get all of what you want sometimes. So you got to decide what you're gonna get. So it's like he's good, but you're gonna have to take some stuff that maybe you ain't down with in there with it. Because I mean, who's gonna give you everything you want, right? There's gonna be a trade off somehow. So you got to decide which trade off, you know. Um, Right. That you're gonna get right, so it's like right. it's like I got right. edge. He can have everything, and he might like a finger in the booty. You know what I'm saying? And you might not want to put your finger in his booty. I'm what, just what, what, you wouldn't do that for your. This is a random example. I'm just wait a minute. Your husband on your on his birthday he can't get a finger. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, maybe for a birthday treat. But you know, some people, you know. He's like, I know it's not my birthday, but can you do it again? <laughs> then you. That's where y'all gotta figure it out. You, know you better not tell nobody. It better not be in your act. <laughs> right. You know, that's why I'm not down with the eating groceries. I don't want no wet booty hole. <laughs> that's not sexy. Oh man, that's funny. You, feel you, know you could be a, a bedroom proctologist. Secure, you know? Hilarious. I'm kind of feeling vulnerable. If my booty hole is wet. If you, know if you don't mind me wearing them Windex <laughs> yellow gloves, <laughs> hilarious. Oh man, he said, what you said Dante likes being pegged. <laughs> Poor Dante, Dante be getting it, man. Shout out to Dante. Uh but um <laughs> very strong left. Oh yeah. man. So let's do this. Uh we're gonna keep the uh the uh chat going, but uh we're gonna uh sign off and then this will be after chat. So Danny, how can we get you social media and all that good stuff? Uh, Danny, D-A-N-Y underscore Redwine, R-E-D-W-I-N-E on Instagram and Facebook. I am Danny Lynn, D-A-N-Y-L-Y-N, Danny Redwine. All right. And Ryan. 
So you get me at Hustle Zone TV. Go straight to our YouTube channel um, uh, at Hustle Zone TV, or you can get us on Instagram, Hustle Zone, or Hustle Zone TV. Now, before Shannon does her thing, shout out to Shannon. She, I don't know, if, can I talk about the group? Of course you can. Okay. Uh, Sh- uh, Shannon just started this group called Not Another Hashtag. If you are not uh, a member, talk to Shannon. She'll make that happen. And I really love what she's doing. Um, not only did she, but also Dre did these powerful shows these last weekend uh, talking about um, uh, issues with race. Uh, definitely talking about um, the uh, Ahmad Arbery uh, situation as well. And they really spoke from the heart. And um, so kudos. And I know that Shannon has some some things that she's going to be having out. She's using that creative side of her. So shout out to Shannon. I want to make sure we give Shannon some love and that, you know, what she's doing. So definitely, I really enjoy that. So how can people get you social media and all that good stuff? Um... Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Shannon for like the president, hyphen Jefferson like the president. I am still the only one, um, so you will not find anyone but me. Um, Amazon, if you want a book, um, but Facebook is where you'll find me the most. And if you have my number, I'm gonna take away the adjacent. Uh, Shannon is just pure wholesome, so yes. All right, today. I don't know about tomorrow. Uh, anyway, so uh, you can find me at Kente F on Twitter and Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And if you're not following me, why aren't you? Follow me. Uh, and you can go to our website at IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. Uh, I'll be streaming some point during this week. Um, and definitely we'll be back next week with an all-new episode uh and um so i just want to thank everybody for all their support and give everybody love once again god bless you bye